Drogba in der Mitte, Schneider, Schneider, Hello, hello, welcome to episode 80 of the Lion's Den, a Galatasaray podcast done by the community for the community. Today, I am your host, Emre, and I got with me the one and only catch them all Pokemon master, John from Canada. How are you doing, brother? Yo, yo, doing excellent, brother. Excellent. Episode 80 of the Lion's Den Kicking us off with a banger, a thriller in the Europa League today. I'm feeling great, man. Man, we're getting there. Three quarters of the way to 100. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wow. What a number. So, John, episode 80 today. Another win for golf that I add home in Europe against Sparta Prague. You know, I was one of the people that were saying this is going to be a hard game. And it was a hard game. But you were right when you said this team is not good. They aren't good. True. So, what do you want to say right now to everybody? Take your stand. You were right. You know, I think this is a valuable lesson. I'll say that, that everyone can take in. You know, we got to just take a breather sometimes when people say we're playing a Czech team that hasn't lost in 46,000 games, blah, 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 blah. Like I said, at the end of the day, they're only Sparta Prague. All right. We can do this. We had some complications, I guess you can say, in this match, but we did get the job done. Now, do you have any news for us, Emre, before we start diving in, or should I just go? Uh, there's the like metal. there's there's probably one thing we could say now after the result of this game. We won 3-2. For those who don't know, we are ninth place in the UEFA rankings now. Mm-hmm. So we're getting ever close to that that uh, eighth spot. And I think the eighth spot lets you send two Champions League teams. The champion and the runner-up. I could be wrong. Wait, like directly? Directly, like you don't have to qualify. You just either get placed. For- yeah, either it's seven or eight. I think it's seven. Actually, now that I think of it, you send two teams, or I know for a fact you have to start one round later. As yeah. you're, yeah. So ninth place, I think we start from the sec. There's like what three rounds that we played. Yeah. So yeah. we start at the second round now. So whatever the case may be, we are steadily climbing those rankings, and. Pretty much soon, we're going to be sending two teams to the Champions League. Yeah, we'll you know, see, man. We'll see. It's, it's very important for, for the, the country, you know, because think about it like this. What do you get when you become a champion in Turkey? You get nothing. The Lira mm-hmm. is so worthless right now that a win or a couple of wins in the Europa. I'm not even talking Champions League. In the <laughs> yeah. Europa League. And you're getting as much money as you would get being champions of Turkey. Yeah, I guess we're not playing for prize money in the league. No, we're literally playing just so we could play where the money is being made. That's where we're playing. Yeah. So, like, 
how do we even make the money anymore? Like, I, you know, look at our wage bill. Like, where are we getting this money? We have to be raking in sponsors out. Like, it doesn't make sense. And the team should see this and realize that, look, instead of fighting and bickering, we need to think about the future because it's not sustainable. It really isn't. But we want to be a top, what, six league, I assume? I don't ever see us being top four. Just saying. But yeah, if we no want to get into like the top six, it's going to take time and persistence and collaboration. Where do we come from? We came from what, 13th? Yeah, something horrendous. Yeah, man. we were low as hell and look where we are now. You know, it's not just our effort. I have to give other teams credit as well from the league. But we need to do this. We need to be better. So we can all play in the Champions League and all increase our, our league standards. But, you know, that's hard. The mentality in this league is eh, not that great. But, yeah, so we're ninth place. And now we're going to go play away at Sparta Prague. But before we even think about that, John, if you have nothing else that, to add to what I'm, I'm saying, I don't think there's any other news that is worthy. Taking yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. So, yeah, take us in, brother. All right. Well, this was actually uh, what they're calling the round of 32 in the Europa League, uh, a sort of playoff, I guess you could say. And uh, like you mentioned, we were at home against Sparta Prague, like we previewed last episode as well. This one ended in a 3-2 victory for us. We had goals by Kerem Demirbay. Uh, Mertens, which I guess they chalked it up as an own goal. Mertens had a sort of deflected shot that went in. And Akardi in stoppage time. There were two red cards as well. One for Victor Nelson. And um, there was one for Sparta Prague as well. Uh, later on in the match in the 80th minute, which kind of evened things up a bit. Uh, I'll go through our starting 11 and some stats as well. Starting 11, we had the King... Fernando Muslera in goal, of course. Um, the usual backline we've been seeing the last few weeks, Khan Ihan, Davidson Sanchez, Nelson, and Berkan. Our midfield was Kerem Demirbay, Lucas Torreira, Mertens, with Kerem, Akturgolo, and Barish on the wings, and the big man, Akardi, up front. Akardi, by the way, had a goal and two assists. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, we'll go through some stats here. We had 51, uh, sorry, 54% possession with three goals on the score sheet and a 1.07 XG, according to FOTMOB, uh, 15 total shots, uh, five on target and both FOTMOB and SofaScore, uh, actually, sorry, I'm mistaken. FOTMOB has our best player man of the match as a Cardi at a 9.1. SofaScore has Mertens as our best player at an 8.1. Interesting. That is very interesting, yes. But um, yeah, I mean, um, you know, at the end of the day, Emre, I guess in a way we were both right. You know, this wasn't exactly a walk in the park, even though I think if we played our cards right, it could have been. It was not. But I think we kind of realized after this match that these guys aren't that good. Like, they're really beatable. Really, really, for us at least, they're very beatable. And, you know, I have to admit as well, um, I was a little bit 
concerned, I guess you could say, in the first five minutes. Not because I thought that Sparta Prague were very good, but we we looked so nervous, so shaky. We looked bad. I think in, yeah, I think in the first 10 minutes, they probably could have been up 2-0. They had two like really, really solid chances that, you know, they probably could have scored. And I'm sure they're kicking themselves for it now. But when you saw that, what, what did you think? I'm sure you were like, oh, yeah, here we go. It's the start of a long Bro, it night is, for us. It was classic. Classic Galserai. Always yeah. starting off a Champions League run or a Europa League run. First leg by making such a stupid mistake in the opening minutes. And just putting ourselves in such a terrible position to not be able to play our game, to give our opponent like an unnecessary advantage. Like, listen, you're Kedem Dimmerby. You're in the corner flag. Why are you trying to pass from the outside of your boot towards Nelson when there's three, like two, three players surrounding you? Yeah. Why are you trying to do that? Just yeet the damn ball out the field or put it out to a, you know, throw in. You do not have to make a stupid pass like that. And the guy was one-on-one with Muslera. One-on-one. Muslera, he should be 9.0. Just because he conceded two goals, that is practically not really savable, if you ask me. What do you... What, what? Yeah. I don't know how no, no, like, these points like, are made, bro. I don't understand how they're calculated. Like Icardi being good on Fatmob, but not, you know, on Sofa score. <laughs> yeah. But what yeah. were you going to say? And, no, like it, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, Fotmob has Muslera at 6.4, so, uh, SofaScore has him at 6.9. But I mean, like to, to the point you just made, you know, if it wasn't for Muslera's heroics today, um, I'm not really sure what the result here would be. I mean, he's out here saving one, one-on-ones where the player was like, he started the one-on-one from like half field. And like he was dribbling at Muslera and this Muslera's out here saving the ball with his face, his arm, his leg, yeah. diving, jumping, by, by any means necessary. Like his heroics today, it has to be up there with some, one of the best matches he played in our shirt. And I know that, that the list for that is very long now, but bro, I mean, wow. He really, really kept us in it today, man. Yeah. So oh, another one thing I wanted to say was, while you were like mostly right, I like you said, I had some points that I made that were right too. Our defense, I told you, like our defense is shaky. It looks decent yeah. and works well in the league because the quality in the league is not good. Like Sparta Prague would be going for top four in our league as well, if you ask me. They're, they were missing their left winger who's like on a roll. If he was playing instead of, uh, I forgot his name, whoever was on the left wing at the time. Um. He might have scored that, and we're that like we're really missing Sasha Bowie right now. Like I look, Khan, yes, yeah, Khan yep, was good. Yep. He's okay, but we're really missing his athleticism in the back because they had plenty of times where they were running towards. They that's all they did was try to throw balls in the back line. Yep, 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 yep. And uh, this just the like stability of our back line when we had, you know, Davidson Sanchez, Abdul Kerim. Sasha and like Angelino, even though he wasn't that good, uh, the backline was like holding the test in the Champions League, man. Like that that one game against Bayern it took them eighty minutes to break through. Yeah, and like now, no Abdul Kerim, and no left back, no right back. Yeah, it, you know, even though I I have to say like there were a couple moments in the match I 
gave my applause to Berkan. Yeah, yeah. But still, you know, like the the fluidity sort of of the backline is not there. It's there's gaps there, you know. Yeah, like again, we're <laughs> creating miracles. Uh, creating whatever stability we can with Badcon, bro. We're talking about Badcon, <laughs> the guy who yeah. we sent to Genoa because he wasn't good. <laughs> they sent him right back. And they sent him immediately <laughs> back to us. Like, what the uh, hell did you guys yeah. send us? Yeah, right? Yeah. It's like refunding a jacket or something, bro. They sent him back immediately. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and they, we're, we're making do with him, right? If we, we had... We are. We're making do, yeah. If we had proper you know, fullbacks, we could have seen a different outcome defensively and maybe even going forward. Like, Khan going forward wasn't mm-hmm. great. Bad Khan mm-hmm. was much better, but again, yeah. like, not the best. Like, Khan, yeah. I would have loved to see Khan in this. Derek yeah, Khan. I know. I don't even know how to I pronounce know. his name. You know how to pronounce his name properly? I don't want I, to be one of I those guys. I think that's right. Derek Khan. Khan? 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 Something like that. But um, it's a damn shame he can't, uh, he can't play in these games. Um... Because I think, like his presence, I think just like you said, attacking as well would be would be massive for us. But uh, if if it's okay with you, there's one thing I wanted to bring up here, just kind of following the um, chain of events and how things played out. We had like it was a surprising start. We could have been down two or three nil, like I said in the first ten minutes, and then out of nowhere in the nineteenth minute. Kerem Demirbay shows up and he, Akardi kind of plays, plays him the ball kind of into space and he runs onto it. And the whole run he was making with the ball, I was like, okay, he's going to cross, he's going to cross, he's going to cross, he's going to cross. And then he just decides to have a bullet near post, which I think caught the keeper sort of off guard because... Ask any any keeper, ask anyone that's ever been in between the two posts. You're never supposed to let a goal near post like that, ever. And you can see as soon as the keeper let it in, he turned around instantly and kicked kicked the post, probably so furious with himself. But I was like, bro, where did this come from? Like, how? What the hell? I, I mean, was so he surprised has a, with that. He has a disgusting left foot. So it's not... Like, Which I'm realizing, yeah. Yeah, his left foot is insanely good. And I mean, you put yourself in his position. You have an open target in front of you, and you look oh, yeah. to your right. You don't see anybody in the box. You barely see Keram. Cardi is not there because he's the one that made the play happen right. in midfield. Exactly. So, well, exactly. You only really have one option, and he went for it. And good for him. He put a damn bullet through there. And yeah, I mean, you go. can't score. If you don't shoot, you can't score. Exactly. So I do very much so applaud him for that. I was just very surprised that it was him. You know, um, I wish Kerem Akturk Olu would do the same because he actually got like two, three positions where he could have done the same. Oh, bro. Yeah, there was one position that was almost identical. Like, voila, it was the same thing. Akardi gave him the same pass, mm-hmm. and that was the position he made that same run, but he decided to pass into Mertens, and Mertens, he kind of, you know, one time made the yeah, shot. Yeah, it wasn't went, a good went shot. Wide. Yeah. And I, w- and, and I was thinking, I was like, oh, as soon as that happened, I was like, oh my God, bro, I wish uh, the other Kerem had a chance there, right? Right, but he's not left-footed. That's the thing. He would have to like turn it to his right yeah, and then shoot. But I don't know, maybe take a chance. This is what I mean. Like when you're running with the ball, like 
if you can't use both your feet to at least just take a really hard shot at the keeper, of course, that's insane to me, man. Of course, man. I I think even this season, I swear, Khan scored like that, didn't he? Yes, yes, I I remember. Yes, he scored. Yeah. You like, bro. You can't score if you're not putting the ball on target. Like, you never know what's gonna happen. Like, this kind of leads into the our second goal, which I wanted to talk about. Bro, Mertens had a shot that just deflected off the def- off the defender. And Perfect it example. Perfect example. Just yeet the ball towards yeah. the, key, the goal. You never know what'll happen. Exactly. And then you have guys that like like Kerem sometimes. Like it's like he's just waiting for like the the perfect thing. And it doesn't exist, Yeah, bro. Like, if you're in scoring range, just try it, It's man. like he's always trying to do it from, like, inside the boot. Never, yeah, like, over the yeah. top of the boot. Like, just try a couple of times. Shoot from, like, tip of your foot. Well, not tip, but top of your foot, right? Like, yeah, absolutely, man. Like, you never know what'll happen. Just try it. Like, yeah. Butish, Butish, the way he scored. Um, Not this game, obviously, but what was that game he uh, scored the last-minute winner? Damn, my my memories. Ah, uh, yes, yes. I can't remember the opponent now, but uh, yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. Bro. So, yeah, it's like, do the same. Do the same. Yeah. I think it was Gaziantep, um, now that I think of it. Gaziantep, yeah, right? yeah, yes, 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 okay. yes. That's right, that's right. Um, Yeah, yeah, I fully, fully agree. And uh, so, like I was mentioning, that was the second goal that we had. It was a deflection. Um, love to see it from Mertens. I thought he had a, a good game as well. I think everyone can see and agree now that he kind of has to be on the field for us at the moment, bro. Like you have no choice. <laughs> you yeah, really like don't he, have a choice. Yeah, he ha like you, you know, okay, maybe Okan tried saying, you know, let's experiment with Kerem here and things like that. But I think we can all see now he has to be there. And not just because he's the only real guy that can play there. Like, he, just the way our team plays when he's on the pitch. And right. he just always puts in good performances, bro. Like, he reminds me uh, of Torreira in a way, like, he's never putting in, like, disaster class performances. You know, he's yeah. either just, like, average, like he did the job, or he's he played a great game. Can I you know? say though, in Europe, he doesn't perform as well. Well, I'll say it. Like he performed well this game, like well enough, but like he didn't yeah, perform I mean. the way he did in the league past couple yeah. of games. But it's yeah. still decent. It's better than what Kerem's been doing. And uh yeah, no, we gotta put a parenthesis around Kerem. This kid really does need to like I see a little bit of improvement from him. He is starting to make better passes better shots so like he had some pretty good passes this game like a few obviously he's going to mess up and bottle a few but way less yeah. than before like the game that he had like the game he was playing at Bashak was terrible but this game it wasn't that bad but you can tell he really wants it the guy's still creating he's in almost every action so good for him but he was probably one of the weakest players on the pitch that, that uh, for today yeah, and you know, you you have to feel for him. Of course, I know he's trying. Of course, I know he's trying and he wants it really bad. It's just not it's not quite working out for him, but he he I think it was him that he played a really really good ball to a Cardi through. He did, yeah. Car- yeah, Cardi was one-on-one. He tried this little chip like he always does and it hit the post. And um you know, maybe we can talk about that. I mean, I'm 
I'm really not sure what's going on here, man. Like, he had that one chance. It should have been a goal 10 out of 10 times. 10 out of 10, bro. Like, there's no real excuse for that. It was a perfect ball through. You, you just have to finish it, right? He had the chance, a perfect ball in. I think it was from a free kick. Yeah, from Mertens. fell on his head. Yeah, it went over the net. And the last few episodes we've been talking about, like, I'm not, you know, I was saying, I, I personally, I'm not really sure what the fans want if he's not really getting chances. But, now, but today he had chances. Yeah, two really good had, chances. Really yes. good. Yes. Yeah, like the header, okay, you might say that's a little difficult, but we've seen him do score it bro, bro. many times. Bro, that, that one goal, I'll never forget it, from Sasha Bowie in the Sivas game, bro. Yeah, He put yeah. it far <laughs> yeah. post, like nowhere near the goal, and he directed it to the most like the most crazy angle that you would never expect someone to head it to. You can yeah. do that, but you can't, like, he's not even marked properly. He was free, completely free. Yeah. And he usually doesn't get that much freedom. And that's why you know he has more than enough ability to do it. But it's just, oh, it's just not falling right now. But, but with that said, there were some late heroics and some drama from Acardi. And he did score our winner after assisting the, uh, the other two goals. This was in stoppage time. And uh, Budish played the ball to him, uh, I think, just at the top of the box. And um, he received the ball. He did a little little fake step, little fake shot, moved the ball forward a little bit just to, just to create a little, little window of space and shot it second post. Keeper didn't have a chance. Beautiful placement. It wasn't even that hard of a shot either. It's just beautiful timing and placement. Yeah. And... Um, you know, he scored it. We had a buttish fall to the ground. It, you could see how much it meant to him. And um, beautiful goal. But you could see Acardi looked kind of serious. He looked pretty serious. No celebration, no trademark celebration, no real smile on his face that, that much. And uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, no, I was going to say, dude, I mentioned this last time. Like, he doesn't look happy. And there was... He, like after the game, he didn't go out and, you know, celebrate with the team when they were in front of the fans. People are saying that he went in like really early. Maybe he had to take a dump. Maybe something happened. Maybe he's upset with, about Wanda <laughs> or maybe just maybe he's upset at himself that he's not performing up to, you yeah. know, standards. And he really isn't performing at the Cardi that we know. The Cardi that took Turkey or Turkiye over by storm when you no had doubt. little kids in schools doing the cardi pose and singing Ashkenolayim, you know bringing this song from what 2000s whatever mid 2000 2010s 2017 whatever it came out and making it super relevant on the radio and you you don't have that same mccarty even though he assisted twice and scored you know he could have done much more to say he could have had a hat trick easy yeah i think you know, what, what, what I think is that, I, I, you know, I don't think there's any problem. I don't think there's anything seriously wrong. I think he's just frustrated and upset with himself that he's missing these easy, easy chances. Because, like, let's face it, we won the match, okay? Job done. We won the match. But now we have to go away 
with a one goal lead in what's probably going to be a much more difficult match, you know, being away right. when we could have been going there up two or three goals and exactly. that largely falls on Icardi's shoulders. So, you know, I, of course, like a lot of fans, um, you know, they, they react a bit and they're like, Oh my God, like Icardi looks so mad. Like, is he, does he not want to be here anymore? The, you know, this and that. But I think it just comes down to him knowing he needs to do better, man. You know, like if we go if we go to this away leg now and, you know, God forbid we lose that match, you know, Akardi's gonna say, Fuck. You, I could have I could have put those chances away. Right. You, know? you think he's mad at himself, or you think on top of that he's mad at the team because the past couple of weeks for a while now. He has gotten basically like zero service, man. Yeah, a lot of selfish say, players on our team. Yeah, I would say frustrated with our team. Yeah, that's a better word for it, I would yeah, say. Yeah, frustrated, you know, like, because it's not only on him. Like, yes, he did get chances today that he bottled, but you can't really say that for every other game that we've played in the last few weeks, right? Exactly. So, I mean, at the end of the day... Job done. We got the win. He had a goal and two assists. You know, good good on him for that. But he knows that even that is not good enough considering, you know, when everything's all said and done. A goal and two assists. I think any player would be thrilled with that. But he knows, you know, there could have been more contributions, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, Speaking of heroics, the reason he had to be a heroic... A hero, well, it's because we went a man down, like you mentioned, Nelson. What did you Ooh. think of his um tackle? I, dude, I don't know. It looked weird. Uh, I I don't know. I'm I'm torn on it because I think I think it's clear for the most part that the player, like he looked like he was through, like it, it looked like he was going to be able to receive that ball. And he would have been in a dangerous, like a threatening, a goal scoring position. Yeah. You know, it really looked like that. So I guess based on that, I guess Nelson did prevent him from, you know, having a clear goal scoring chance. But I, I, I don't know. It was a weird position. Would you? It was. Sorry. Would you rather be down a man and not concede a goal or concede a goal but not be down a man? Like at that point, you would have just been tied. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, that's a good question. I mean, I guess. I, I, I guess. I, I don't know. I can see it both ways because at the end of the day. So at that point, what was the score was 2-1 at that point for us, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have it here. I think it was 2-1. Yeah, it was 2-1 for us. At that point, I don't know. You have to decide, man. Like, are you going to do whatever it takes to, to stop the opponent from scoring? Or, or are you going to risk letting them score, you know, keeping your full strength, 11 men, and then trying to hit them back again? That's tough. But the game is... It's, it doesn't allow you to, to, to think of these things. It's so fast. Things just happen, of course, you know? Um, but obviously, he's going to miss the next match. And it seems like Abdul Kerem is ready to play. He, he did come in for Nelson. He so did look good. 
Apple. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not exactly the end of the world, but, uh, but you, but you know, like I said, things worked out. They ended up getting the red. We had some late drama, definitely a match to remember, but, um, yeah, it was, I was kind of mad at that position when I first saw it, but, uh, I yeah, guess I thought I you were gonna you, know. you were gonna tear a new one in the, Nelson, the thing bro. Is, the the thing is about it. So I I mean I I don't I don't think he should have done that. I don't I don't think he should have brought him down that way. You know, like I I, I probably I, I'm mad at him for that. But the game is over now, and we won. So of course, naturally, I'm gonna say it is what it is. Make make no mistake about it, though. When it first happened, yeah, I was raging. I was raging. You saw that in the group chat that we have. I was really, really upset, but I don't know. I don't think he should have brought him down like that, but I'm just happy it it sort of worked out, you know? Yeah, you were about to go on a solo invasion into Denmark, bro. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, man. And um, <laughs> I was already, I, at that point, I was already uh, on edge after the goal that uh, Preciado scored. Just after halftime. Bro, what a goal, man. Honestly. I know. Like, I know Merton's goal was lucky, but damn, that was a good shot from him. Dude, I said when that happened, I was like, dude, this probably never happened to the guy. This is probably the first time my guy has ever scored a goal like that in his life, bro. And who does he score against? Us. Where is he? In Istanbul, bro. In our stadium, of course. I was so ticked off by that. I was like, bro, give him that again. I guarantee you, he, he can never score that again, bro. He's going over. He's going wide. He won't connect with the ball. But damn, what a strike that was. Yep. But seems like he has a few goals. Not a lot. I think one goal prior to this game. Uh, yeah, last time he scored was December 9th. Mm. So, yeah, he doesn't score that often, but... Damn, that yeah. sucks the way he we consider that. Again, our defense in Europe is is very shaky. I don't know if people are just easily how do I put this? Exploiting the way we play. We play extremely open, like really high press, high risk, yeah. high reward. Like most people would sit back and <laughs> try to hold the two two. Whatever it may be, but even when we were down to man, we were finding chances, man. Probably as many chances as as they were finding. So yeah, yeah, it was good to I, see that. It, it's it's interesting you bring that up as well because I was going to touch on the way that uh, Sparta Prague play, and I thought we would have a much more difficult time in terms of. Um, just how our two styles clash a little bit. I mean, uh, Sparta Prague, they're playing against us 5-3-2. And I thought when in the first, on the opening minutes, when I kind of saw their shape and like the way that, that they were kind of set up, I said, damn, I think we're going to have a hard time kind of unlocking them. But then I realized that although they're playing that way, the quality isn't exactly there like they're like would you say that they're definitely a lower quality than uh, Copenhagen oh for sure I don't even know how they yeah. beat them 2-0 in the last friendly they played yeah 
Like I would say that without a shout of a doubt, bro. Like they, so although they do play in a way that would normally cause us some trouble, I just don't think their their quality isn't exactly there to to be able to like hurt us to that extent, you know. Yeah, and of course they just five three two. They would win the ball. They would just try playing like long balls over us and. They were trying to do that whole thing, and sometimes that can be a headache for us as well. But again, it just the quality wasn't there. So, and, and like I was saying last episode, I just and and maybe you'll agree now. There should be no reason that we can't get past these guys. Like there should be no reason. It's totally doable and expected. I think as well, right? They're missing four players next game too. So I don't know what to tell anyone. Like we and we're going there with a goal in hand. So. Yeah, it's an away game. They're probably going to have a full, you know, stadium. They're going to try their best. But again, like you said, they, their quality isn't near our quality. But they yeah. they play pretty decent football. You got to, like, give it to them. Like, even though their quality isn't there, like, they, 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 yeah. they opened us yeah. up a few times and they could have beaten us. It could have been a whole different story. We could be angry as hell right now. John can be ripping into the team yeah. and the coach. Yeah, no doubt. Like for a team in, you know, for a, for a Czech team, because you have to remember the, the teams in these countries, like they don't exactly have the resources that I guess we have, even though we don't have that, you know, we're not like a financial giant or anything like that. So, you know, given what they can do, what they have, respect to them, respect to them, but they they, they just don't have anything that i can see is just like dangerous and if 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 they somehow eliminate us i i will be speechless bro like it will be so unacceptable in so many different ways so like what 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 will you think what will you think of the players what will you think of okan what will you everything everything as a package if we can't get past these guys in the next leg what what will you think about that I would say that they're not taking this seriously. Either they're not taking it seriously or we just failed. Like, I like, okay, let's say you don't get past them. Does it matter that much in the end? Like, do we care that much about Europa League? Do you think the guys are more concerned about winning the league and getting into Champions League or Europa League? Like, you ask anybody, any Turkish fan, Champions League or Europa League, they're always going to say Champions League. And I'm pretty sure many of the, the players think like that too. Who would go for EL for Europa League? Sparta Prague. They're the team that would want to, you know, go as far as they can in the Europa League. But again, you are right though. With the, with the, quali- with the limited amount of quality we do have, again, our defense is shaky as hell. But our attack should put the game away, especially when you're up a goal. I I would be very disappointed with Okan again. Yeah, I'd be very disappointed. And that brings up something sort of that has been controversial. Actually, not only in this game, but um, kind of throughout the season. Something Okan has got a lot of criticism for. It sucks, isn't it? That is the substitutions, indeed. So I'll just run through this here. Um, aside from bringing in Abdul Kerim, Abdul Kerim came in. Actually, I made a mistake. It wasn't for the red card. He came in uh, when Khan got injured. Khan Laihan got injured and 
Abdul Karim came in. So aside from that, the subs came in in the 83rd minute. So we had two subs in the 83rd minute and two subs in stoppage time. So we had Zaha come in for Kerem Demirbay and Tete come in for Kerem Akturkolo. And then in stoppage time, uh, Ndombele came in for Torreira and Vinicius came in for Mertens. Yeah. And what do you think about that? Was it on time, too late, too early, right? So, like, what, what do you think about the whole thing? Well, here's the thing. People are always criticizing Okan. Sometimes he does make substitutions really late, but I feel like he needs some time to read the game and really assess what needs to happen. Like, were we playing terribly bad in that session? We were down a man, they were up a man. We were finding chances. Our team was still functioning. Sometimes when you do make substitutions, it can throw a team off. And that's one of the reasons why like Pep Guardiola almost never makes substitutions. But now he's changed his ways. But, you know, this man still won the league three times in a row. He's going for the fourth time. Who are we to say any different, right? Like, in this right. game in particular, we could have lost the game. But that that could have happened later as the like the we talk about Icardi we didn't mention Muslera's like save right after he made the save that's when Icardi scored he mm -hmm. saved it with his face and that came after he made all the substitutions so there wasn't really anything crazy that happened like we didn't lose all control throughout the game they came at us for a good session not a whole long like it was like right after the red card happened and that's like normal. You're, you're, the other team is going to get gain pressure. They're going to start thinking, oh, they're down a man. We got to push for the goal. And then you're susceptible to conceding after a red card like that, right? So what, what is he supposed to do in that like moment in time? Was he supposed to make uh, changes immediately? No, you need to assess. You need to assess. Like mm -hmm. the card, when did it come? The red card. Uh that came in the 62nd minute. Okay, so, and their goal came at the 65th minute. Like, what are mm. you expecting Okan to do immediately after we concede a red yeah. and then they score a goal? So, my, the way that I was, like, during the match, uh, and this was before I knew that they were going to get a red card. So, the, my thinking, the way I was thinking was, we picked up a red card in the 62nd minute. They tied it in the 65th minute and then they got their red card in the 80th minute. So between the 65th minute and the 80th minute, I was, I was saying that we might get some players that are slowing down. They're going to get tired. Right. And from the 65th minute onwards, they have all that time to get the third goal on us. And I was hoping for earlier subs like Kerem, there was Kerem Akturkolo, there was no point to have him on the pitch anymore. Like he wasn't having a good game. You may as well put on fresh legs, either Zaha, Tete, you know, and they can put in 30 minutes of really hard running, really hard work, right? Maybe same with Budish, things like that. So obviously things changed a bit when they got their red card, even though there was only 10 minutes left in the game and then Okan made subs after that. But I just felt that in that window from mm -hmm. 65 to 80, there could have been a couple subs to try to keep our tempo up and try to keep our energy up. Um, and I'm not sure what it is. I mean, like we've seen it 
many times this season where the subs don't come until 75 onwards. And I find that interesting that Okan does that. I mean, he's if made I- subs at halftime before if like, yes, the player is yes. really bad. Yes. Like if it's glaringly bad. But yeah, you're right. Like generally, he kind of refrains from making substitutions. I feel like he does more in the game, like trying to make subtle changes in the game with the players more than just making straight player changes to mm-hmm. change the game. Like a lot of people were saying like in the Bushuk Shed game, he exploited uh, Chadash Atan's like his play to have, you know, the wing backs, the, the fullbacks play oh, right, opposite. Right. And then he yeah. switched Kerem and Butters, and then that's how the goals came, right? So that's the type of moves he likes to make more often than subs. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel like he waits. He's like, okay, I tried this A, B, and C. It didn't work. Now I'm going to make subs and see if my second plan or what have you will work with these players. Because, but, bro, but who are you going to put in? Zaha? Okay, I feel like Zaha is more of a uh, player you play against teams that sit back. That that yeah. that's supposed to open because he's not technically fast. Like you, like if Kerem was on the bench and it was Zaha that was playing, and like it was like the 65th, 70 minute, then I'd be like, "Yo, you have Kerem, who can you know? He's pretty fast. He's not the fastest, but you throw balls behind the line. They need a goal. They gotta press us. He can open up the game. Then you have Tete. I I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of Tete, man. And then the midfield. Who are you gonna put? And Dombele. Yeah, like that's why I was saying, you know, uh, I wanted players to come in just for the sake of having fresh, fresh legs and players that are going to be able to keep up with what I thought was going to be some pressure from Sparta Prague since we were down a man. You know, I thought that they were going to do a better job holding the ball and searching for that third goal, which they didn't do. But I guess where it becomes difficult is and where he gets burned is if it doesn't work like i think it was the Bayern game yeah where everyone was saying where's the subs where are the subs he said he had the subs at the touchline waiting and Bayern ended up going up one nil right and in scenarios like that it looks real real bad today it worked out because they got a red card in the match and by the way we held out but like before they got the red card from 65 to 80th minute we held out. We still Pretty well. created chances for ourselves in that window, even despite being down a man as well. I think that's another way that shows our quality advantage over them. Yeah, resilience. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, anyways, I mean, that's something that's been criticized quite a bit this season. And I think when it works, it's kind of swept under the rug. But when it goes wrong, of course, everyone wants to uh, highlight it, bold it, underline it, right? Yeah, again, <laughs> criticize. Like, that's part of Galsarai genes, right? That's in her history <laughs> to criticize. Yeah. But, like, give credit when it's due, man. Jesus. Like, I see yeah, more yeah. criticism for Okan than I see any, like, admiration or respect. Not saying you. I'm saying in general, like, in mm-hmm. general, mm-hmm. I see that a lot. Yeah, I do see that a lot. And, uh, no, I, I bro, I... I always say, like, even when it comes to Kerem, which I really don't like that much, but uh, praise is when it's due, you give it. And uh, yeah, if you don't like him, you don't like him. But you got to like the results, at least. He wins games, man. 
Okan Buruk, he wins games. At the end of the day, isn't that the yes. most important part of this? Right? Yes. Like, yes. I mean, you can't take that away from him. Because you can't, it's impossible to take results away from someone. You can say whatever you want. He had bad substitutions. He had a bad first 11. He had, a bad, he had bad tactics. He didn't prepare the team properly, but we won 3-2. And you can't take that away from him. Exactly. You know, how are you going to take a result away from him? So when, I think when the credit is due, you give it. And I give it to Okan for that. He's a winner. He wins games, you know? And let's say he made substitutions and he took out Butish. You don't have the assist. You don't have him bringing the ball all the way up the field mm-hmm. and feeding yep, yep, it to yep. Icardi. Yeah. Sometimes like not making the sub might work out in your favor because you never know who's going to make that assist. And bro, that right there, that concept, that's football, bro. Right there. That's football. Because guess what? When we needed a goal against Bayern Munich, what happened? Bakambu came in and got the goal. Like, bro, you never know. You take off one player, maybe... You know, that that was the player that was going to do it for you. That was the player that was going to get the goal. That was the player that was going to get the assist, you know? So, he got it right this time. We won the game at the end of the day. So, you know, you got to be happy with that. Yeah, nah. Uh, Yeah, dude, I don't know. I think we uh, did pretty well. Well, It wasn't our best European game, that's for sure. Like, we did much better against Bayern, for example. Yeah, um, yeah. I was hoping we would uh, like take control a bit more, and I, I, I kind of see this is what where you have to think as well. Like so much of the game when Sparta Prague had the had the ball, they were looking to play these long passes, long passes, long passes, long passes, and you you have to think like in the second leg, if they're gonna come out and do that, I. And we've so if they're gonna come out and do that, and we've shown our ability to be able to press teams so fast and make them turn the ball over, I would have to say that we would consider that and force them even more to rush and give away the ball and play these long passes, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know what the second leg looks like because they might make changes. They might look at us and see holes. And they're going to make changes, which could affect the game, you know? But would you say, like, is it fair to say we're in for a tougher time away or easier time? Of course. Tougher, man. First of all, you're playing yeah. away. You're not, you don't have that home advantage with the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, again, going back to the fans, guys, those of you are that, that going to the games, tell those around you, you guys, as soon as we concede a goal... We were 2-2. We weren't losing. Why is the stands going as if they're in a library, man? Yeah, that quiet drives me so hell. crazy, man. Like, you can hear a pin drop. That's how quiet it got. Don't lose hope. Then the team loses hope. Then they feel like, oh, we're going to bottle it. You see Fenerbahce's fans, as soon as they start losing or they're tied, they're, they're cursing. They're, <laughs> they're driving player morale yeah. down. That's not what we should be doing. We want to call ourselves the best. We have the best fans. Well, we got to show it. And it's only 2-2. It's a tie game. Exactly. Everything, everything to play for. Exactly. So they're going to have the, the, away, uh, the home advantage now. They're going to play all out. I don't know if their league is done or whatnot. 
Um, but they're going to have the full advantage now. And they have nothing to lose. They're going to go all out. And you might say, look, their quality isn't there. But this is football. You never know what yep. could happen. One lucky goal, yep. one deflection, game is tied. Now what? So hopefully like, we do what we, you said, take control of the game. Because I don't know if a high-pressing strategy is going to work well. It could work well. Maybe we'll get an early goal. And if we get an early goal, that's, I think then it will be GG. Like, it'll be rap. Yeah. There's no coming yeah. back from that for them. You, you know, like, when I, uh, when I was coaching and whenever we would come up against a team where they're clearly a step below us in terms of quality and ability, we would find so many ways to force them to make mistakes. And that's what it comes down to. You force them to make mistakes. You force them to give you the ball. They start getting frustrated and then they give you the ball even more. You know? So it's going to be very interesting, I think. And I think we're in for a tougher time. What I'm hoping, though, is that we don't turn up and, you know, with the same vibe and attitude we had when we we went away to Copenhagen. Because that was pathetic. We were not playing, bro. We were playing no football. It was so dead. So dead. No energy. No ambition from us. Nothing. And we ended up, we got sent home. I was so pissed off. Yeah. Again, that's the disadvantage of going away while you need a win. We don't need a win. So we we could even tie that game and still have a chance Mm -hmm. going to penalties when you have a a keeper. Like, I guess maybe not because Muscler doesn't have the best track record when it comes to penalties but it's a shot you know well if we if we tie we're through right no i don't i don't know i don't think we are does it well, count goal they, advantage no no but what i'm saying is because we're ahead of goal, uh, one goal right let's say we tie one one we'll be four three on aggregate right i don't know didn't they get rid of the aggregate system or does it not matter see i need to catch up on the rules um, I think but they I still. Think, I think they still have it. Do they not? I, that has I don't to think be so. I don't think so it's how, like that. So how do you, how do you go through then? You just have to have more goals in the game. I, I, yeah, I guess. I, I guess maybe it does work like that. Who knows? I, I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, if we tie two two, it's gonna be five four on aggregate. Like okay, if, we, if if we tie, we have more goals than them. Okay, you know? so what I'm probably thinking of is like the. Oh, oh! What I'm thinking of is like the you know how when you score away, it counts as yeah, more. Okay. That's gone. That's yeah, that's gone. gone. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gone. So, so I guess a tie would work to yeah, our benefit t- too. I guess a tie is good. A tie is good. A tie is good. But uh, we can't lose. If we lose, if we lose one nothing, for example, then we're tied. Three three on aggregate, and then yeah. like you said, things get a little, little, little messy. You know. Um, but, uh, yeah. Did you want to, uh, to preview our next game then this Sunday? I think, um, I don't know if you have anything else to add about this game. This next game, I'm still concerned because <laughs> we're going to have to play Khan potentially again, or if he's injured by the shot pad because Serge Aurier, lads, shocker, surprise, surprise is injured. <laughs> So, we don't know how long he's going to be out, but it just, 
Yeah, you man went all out on the AFCON and now he comes back injured. Great. This is great. <laughs> yeah. And then he says, Oh, I was playing injured in the final. I played uh what did he say? 30 minutes injured or something? I didn't so, even see that. Yeah, yeah. That's uh anyway, I don't I guess we could have a we could be missing a right back for quite some time. I think Alcon said he had a second degree strain or something. Yeah, something like that. So we'll see you in a couple months, I guess, Serge. Man came to just chill and relax. On a six-month contract, to imagine. Imagine the state of that, bro, and you take like one or two months healing, which I, I, wallah, I won't be surprised if that's the case. The league is <laughs> over in two or three months. What <laughs> yeah. is left? Yeah, I know. I know. Um, like, maybe this upcoming national break is going to be good for everyone that's injured. It's going to be soon. I don't know when exactly. Sometime in March or mm-hmm. early April. But yeah. yeah, I think I think hopefully we'll have a plan. Okan did come out and say, listen, we didn't play our best game. We're losing concentration. Uh, we need to be better. So at least our coach is acknowledging our, our uh, negative aspects of the team and where we need to improve. So that's good. So it gives me some hope. Hopefully we can figure out what's wrong with Icardi because we need him to be happy. We can't have this negative energy in the team. Can't have it. Yeah, um, well, we play Ankara Guju on Sunday. Um, there's been some uh, controversy surrounding that and their field conditions. And I think we asked, or we were, you know, we were trying to find a, a situation or a scenario where we don't have to go there and play on their potato field. I think they overruled our petition. We still have to go play yeah. there. Yes, that's true. So let's hope we get out of there with a win and no injuries, uh, you know, and before the second leg for the uh, Sparta-Prague match. Um, you will not give your prediction, but I, w- I am going to say 1-0. Oh, it's so going to be Against. one of those games? Oh, I think... Did we give our Ankara Guju predictions last time? I think you did, didn't I, you? I'm getting deja vu right now. Yes, I think we did. And I said 1-0. And my, my reasoning for that is because I said it's probably just going to be a total shit show. And with the pitch and everything. And it's we're going to score one goal in like the 85th minute and call it a day. Right? Yeah. Um, so they better hope none of our players get injured because apparently someone did get injured and is out right. for like half a year now oh because of, of because of that field. And I swear to everything I love, if they don't, they didn't change the field for us. But they like karma is is a is a bitch. Now Fenerbahce has to go there and play at their field. So and if they change the field for them, our unit, I swear to everything else, they don't go and like. Sign every petition, go to the president, do whatever Fenerbahce does. I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose respect for the, for the unit team because that's not fair. That is not fair. Do we ever, ever have a point where we wanted to play on a different field because the team that we were visiting, their field was trash and it got <laughs> changed to, I don't recall. Do you recall? I, I don't know. I don't recall. It, it's possible, but from the, off the top of my head, I can't remember. 
And like this, this is crazy. Though. Ankara <laughs> is going in and and posting pictures of uh, their field. <laughs> I swear, if our, we should wear all white again, if if the same thing happens that happened in the what was it, Istanbul game, if I recall, where uh, yeah, Torreira yeah. came out looking like a mini Hulk. <laughs> Do you remember that game? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> oh my god, it, bro. bro! With uh, I don't even know. Uh, the paint i guess or whatever yeah the paint bro it yeah. was all over him man yeah 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 that's turkey man um i love busy kursun that's all i have to say about that bro please please let us get out of there with no injuries man um but uh yeah that's that's about it for me do you want to wrap us up or anything else to talk about uh, I think that's about it. I think we uh, covered everything now. I think so. Uh, Until the next yeah. one then, I guess. Until the next one, brother. All right, all right. Guys and gals, thank you for sticking with us. This has been episode 80 of The Lion's Den. We would like to thank you all for being with us from the beginning. We're three quarters of the way into our 100 episodes. It's a big feat. It's a milestone. Again, can't thank you guys enough. Please share this podcast with everybody you know that would be interested. We'd love to, to meet new people. We love hearing from new people. Gives us a lot of motivation to keep on going. And yeah, send our, your messages to us at the Lines Den GS on Instagram and Twitter or AKA X. Well, until then, take care and peace out. Peace.